back on the street. It's been a long time since I've walked these roads. It's hard to tell what's changed more, this town or me. An old friend shoots me out the blue. He says he needs some help tracking something down. A new craze that swept this town. Something called casual play. No one knows the source. No one knows how to stop it. But there's one name on everybody's lips. David. He's coming to town. He's shaking things up. Nobody knows where to look. Hey, Jay. Um, what, what are you doing? Well, you know, I thought we were gonna just play some Nair on it. No, but it's like it's like a neo noir. Jay, it's not real. No, it's it's a neo noir investigation. So, turn the mic off. No, for God. Hello and welcome to Back on the Street, a Netrunner podcast series about an old player returning to the game through the lens of Terminal Directive. I'm your host, Alex White. Uh, you might know me from I came sixth at Worlds uh, last year. I was the UK Netrunner national champion in 2015, so I think it's fair to say I'm quite an experienced player uh, with a lot invested in the game. Uh, but I'm joined by someone who is not in that position. Say hello, Jay. Hi, guys. Yeah, uh, my name's Jay. Um, I've been out of the game for... Roughly two years now, I think. Yeah. Somewhere around the sand sand cycle, I think is when I started. Um, my greatest narrow achievement in comparison to Axe is, is uh, two years in a row, I won a raffle on the Stimhack stream. Yeah, nice. Which was, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's important. You've got to win things. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you and I are, are good friends. And so you've kind of always stayed peripherally engaged with the game. Yeah. Partly because of me, partly because you work at our friendly local game store, Wayland's Forge. Oh, sweet plugs. <laughs> yeah, well... I wasn't gonna, but... Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, so you've always kind of been aware of the game, ticking along. You sort of knew about this box set, more because you were buying it into the shop than anything Yeah, else. well, it's, it's hard to escape um, the game completely when such a huge part of your friend base is talking about it. Um, so, and also I, I'm aware of it um, from, like, a design point of view, from articles on FFG and stuff, because it's still interesting yeah. to me, but... Uh, I haven't actually sat down and played a game of Netrunner in a long time. Yeah, so you, I remember, I think a couple of years ago you did, you did, you would, did play the occasional GNK, but I remember quite distinctly the last store champ you played, the last tournament um, Netrunner experience that you had, because a story I often tell as the start of my uh, Netrunner journey was I went to this big store champ in London, and of the four of us that went to this big 60-person tournament, three of us made top four. I think the story actually, I think I got edited out of the story yeah, at one point. Yeah, there's a version where you got edited out. Where it's like the three of us went down, I think. Mm. No, but in reality I came... Oh, bottom half easily yeah. towards the bottom of that. You were the fourth person. The I was the fourth person. I sat around for four hours in Dark Sphere, which is not a bad place to sit around for four hours. Yeah. Whilst you guys played some high level Netrunner. Yeah. Um, and I'll always kind of remember that I have a very distinct memory of your kind of the end of Netrunner for you because I finished my game early and I came over to watch you. You were playing Chaos Theory Stim Shot, which is yeah. a super fun deck. And uh, I came over just as your opponent was scoring a breaking news off a San San City grid and using their last click to trash your personal workshop. Yeah, I won't, just... I won't forget that in a hurry. <laughs> your whole deck going down in flames. <laughs> and I remember after the tournament, you said, oh, I've kind of fallen out with Chaos Theory a bit. And I think in hindsight, what that actually meant was I've kind of fallen out with that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, and I, yeah, I think you played noise with some GNKs after that, but you definitely kind of slowly um, got out of the game, which has always been... Um, I'm not without meaning to be too melodramatic. It's always been a little bit sad for me. Yeah, no. When we started at round about the same time, I still remember when we were figuring out corset netrunner. Yeah, we jammed endless corset games together. Yeah. Um, anyway, taking our minds away from the past for a second, when this box was spoiled and announced, I thought, well, this might be a really cool way to get someone else into the game who's not already super invested. And you were the first person that came to mind. So 
we played corset games a lot. This box wants you to use the terminal directed box plus the corset, so this wouldn't be too far out of your comfort zone. So I thought I'd quite like to play it with Jay, and I thought maybe this would be interesting for us to record it. Um, so this will be a podcast about our experience playing terminal directive, about the games, uh, and also about kind of how, how Jay feels coming to this box set as a returning player and how I feel about it as a more experienced player. Yeah, so we're going to try and aim for the kind of core Terminal Directive experience. There will all, there will obviously be spoilers for the campaign. I know a lot of people played it already. I'm sure by the time this goes up, even more of you will have already played it. Uh, and maybe you'll just want to listen because you can't experience it for whatever reason. But it's going to be very difficult to talk about this box set without talking about the, the campaign cards. I think for the earlier episodes, we might have a little, you know, five-minute section of spoiler-free content where we talk about, you know, the new cards and the game. Uh, but before too long, I think it'll be impossible to discuss it. Yeah, definitely. Spoiling it. So everyone should be aware of that. So, with introductions out of the way, let's move on to what sides we're going to play and what, what decks we're going to play. Sure. So, we've already decided in advance that I'm going to play Corp and you're going to play Runner. Yep. Um, you've, we, we've both kind of always been more comfortable with Runner. Uh, and I think you, I remember you saying, if you wanted to play this box set, you kind of wanted to do it as Runner for a the, the issue for me, and one of the, I think maybe one of the big reasons that I actually ended up dropping out of Netrunner in the first place was... I picked up Fast Advance very early on. I was playing Dirtly Fast Advance HB way back with Trick of Light and the yeah. Wayland Advanceable Ice and all of that garbage. Yeah. But the problem with that was I, when uh, NEH took hold, I played that and I got quite good at it, yeah. but I never really learned how to play any other corp yeah. deck. So coming into this to have to actually relearn Netrunner and then also learn how to play corp yeah. was a bit too much for me. Yeah. So slotting back into Runner was probably where I was most comfortable. Yeah, uh, and your favourite faction when you did play Runner was Shaper. Yes, right? very much so. So you were, so you you have picked to play Shaper this time, although it was a bit more of an interesting decision than you thought, right? Yeah, um, you were in the shop with uh, our friend Don uh, last week, yep. and you were playing um, playing a couple of games with just the sample decks, I guess is what you'd call Pretty them. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and Don was playing Steve. Um, and um, the deck was way more interesting than I was expecting it to because I read his ability at the first and it didn't really jump out at me. Yeah. But actually seeing it in play, it's quite a dynamic ability. Yeah. You've got to weigh up when to make those HQ accesses. So it looked interesting. So it was a harder decision. But at the end of the day, I like the cards going into the Ayla deck more than the ones going into the Crim deck. Yeah. So that's that what sense. broke the tie for me in the end. So... Um... What went back when you were playing Runner? What were some of your favourite Shaper cards that you... Well, the aforementioned Chaos Theory Personal Workshop was obviously a favourite. Yeah. Um, Self-modifying codes. Yeah, also not in the core set or in Terminal Directive. So, yeah, it was pretty limiting. Oh, uh, Professional Contacts. Yes, classic. You know, good econ cards. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Arguments on Stimhack forums back in 2015 about uh, whether Professional Contacts was good. Anyway, yeah, most, the fun thing is most of your favourite Shaper cards are yeah. not in this box. So you are going to have to kind of pick it back up again. Uh, I don't know what you've built. I'm going to find out in our first game. Uh, before our first game, I'm going to give you a little bit of a look through my deck. Uh, I've chosen to play the HB Cedar Laboratories. I think the HB deck looks more fun. I think the cards look more fun. Um, Scorpios Defense is probably the, one of the most constructed viable cards that we've had in the whole box. But it just didn't look super interesting for campaign play. Uh, and since you want to play Shaper... It makes even more sense to play HB because the Cider ability removes a card from the game when it's trashed, which is basically irrelevant against the Shaper deck. Yeah. So I didn't think there'd be much play and counterplay there. So, and I've always loved HB. So yeah, um, I think I'll yeah I'll give you a look through my deck and uh, I will find out through through a play what yours is like. 
uh, and we'll we'll see how we go. So I think that's everything that we want to cover in our first episode. Sounds good to me. How are you feeling? You excited to play some netrunning? Yeah, no, I am really looking forward to getting back into it. It's certainly reminded me of why I enjoyed the game. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not going to get back into netrunner. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were saying before, I don't think uh, we were expecting this to be the grand tale of Jay falling back in love with netrunner and getting into tournament play again. I just don't think that's where uh, you are in your life. And no, I, 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 fucking... I actually don't know the last time that I attended a outside of GNK a tournament for anything. Yeah. Um, so you're more of a tournament organizer than yeah, very much, and I enjoy that a lot more. Yeah. But exactly. um, but no, I'm I'm excited to get back into the game and have another go. Yeah. Uh, and are you excited to update your your little pad that you've got there with your stickers <laughs> and your campaign objectives? It's so dumb, <laughs> but it is sweet. Yeah, um, it is pretty sweet. Yeah. The uh, the risk legacy, uh, pandemic legacy aspects of it are neat. Yes. Neat <laughs> in italics. Yes, exactly. Because you and I are much more card game players than board game players, so the idea of campaign mechanics and stuff is something a bit strange and unfamiliar yeah. to us, but hopefully it'll be a fun way to experience card games in Arena. So yeah, it should uh, be good. Yeah, so uh, thanks for listening, guys, and join us for episode two. Thanks again for listening to Back on the Street. If you have any feedback or comments, I'm at Vinegary Mink on Twitter, spelt like Vine Gary Mink. That's probably the best way to get in touch. Please bear in mind that the whole series was recorded before we started to post them, so we won't be able to make any changes, but we would still love to hear your feedback. Finally, our intro and outro music is the track MDK by UK synthwave artist Arc Neon. You can find his music at arcneon.bandcamp.com.